Hey everybody, welcome back to Coffee and Convos. Today's episode is going to be part one of many. Um, discussing the head covering movement. Um, and how it's somehow become a movement and not just a continuation of age-old tradition. Excuse me. So, I guess um, first things first, we should go to where it talks about this in the Bible, and that would be 1 Corinthians chapter 11. So, let's see here. Now, I'm not going to read all of 1 Corinthians chapter 11, but I will read where it is talking about head coverings. So, 1 Corinthians chapter 11. This is Paul talking. Paul is the author of 1 Corinthians. He is writing to the church in Corinth about some of the topical issues that they previously wrote to him about. So, these are his response letters. Um... To the Church of Corinth. Now, obviously, we don't have the questions that were asked to him, but uh, based off of what he's talking about, you can get the gist of the issues that are going on in the Church of Corinth, or at least some of them. So, chapter 11 reads as follows. Follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. I praise you for remembering me in everything and for holding to the traditions just as I pass them on to you. But I want you to realize that the head of every man is Christ, and the head of every woman is man. I'm sorry, and the head of the woman is man, and the head of Christ is God. Every man who prays or prophesies with his head covered dishonors his head. But every woman who prays or prophesies with her head uncovered dishonors her head. It is the same as having her head shaved. For if a woman does not cover her head, she might as well have her hair cut off. But if it is a disgrace for a woman to have her hair cut off or her head shaved, then she should cover her head. A man ought not to cover his head since he is the image and glory of God. But woman is the glory of man, for man did not come from woman, but woman from man. Neither was man created for woman, but woman for man. It is for this reason that a woman ought to have authority over her own head because uh, because of the angels. Sorry, I was in my mind I read an and there. Nevertheless, it goes on to say in verse 11, In the Lord, woman is not independent of man, nor is man independent of woman. For as woman came from man, also man is born of woman, but everything comes from God. Judge for yourselves, is it proper for a woman to pray to God with her head uncovered? 
does not the very nature of things teach you that if a man has long hair it is a disgrace to him but if but that if a woman has long hair it is her glory for long hair is given to her as a covering if anyone wants to be if anyone wants to be contentious about this, we have no other practice, nor do uh, the churches of God. So that is 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 1 through 16. And uh, that is the verse in particular, the chapter in particular that is discussing head covering and why it should or should not be done. Um, And there's a lot of controversy on this topic and I don't understand why. Um, Why specifically this one um, when there's others equally as quote unquote controversial that barely get any um barely get talked about at least in in my community you know in my church going community so um actually in fact I take that back even in my in my church going community people aren't really um talking about head coverings but in i guess in the church community nowadays this one is one of the more talked about topics that's um kind of new testament controversy um and i don't know why because it clearly says what should happen and what should go on and why but uh, for some reason I guess people don't want to admit that I don't know so um, I would like to kind of give some light to this uh, scripturally Um, and I do have a diagram on this topic if anyone is interested in seeing it Um, but anyway so let's kind of get into this with beginning with verse 1. Paul says, follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. And now that's kind of important because it sets the tone for the rest of Paul's message. If you accept the fact that what he's coming to teach and preach is that of Jesus, you are more likely to accept and understand what it is that he's come to teach and preach. Um, And I think a lot of people skip over that first verse and therefore kind of wash everything else off as, or you know what I mean? Like they brush it off as, as as though it's nothing. Um, Or, you know, people are saying, well, that's Paul talking and it's not Jesus. Well, Paul is acting as an example of Christ, so what he's saying is justified. Um, So I just want to start with that. And then verse 2 goes down to say, I praise you for remembering me in everything and holding to the traditions just as I pass them on to you. So if you accepted verse 1 as 
an example as you know Paul's teachings as an example of Christ then when you go down to verse 2 where it talks about the traditions that Paul passed down you also then can accept those as examples of Christ and so being that the church of Corinth was um, following this initial tradition the initial teaching of this tradition of married women head covering of women in general covering during um, or while praying and prophesying then you you can accept it as something that came from Christ or you know if that's what a lot of people or if that's what it is that is tripping you up about the whole situation because a lot of people will say you know oh well it was Paul talking it wasn't Jesus okay or if they were a lot of people will say that is just a tradition or a custom of that culture and you know it's a cultural thing and we don't have to do it anymore okay well it's saying right here that the traditions that Paul passed down are examples of Christ follow my example follow me as I have followed in Christ is what Paul is saying and so this tradition of head covering is one of those and he you know further into the chapter he explains that um so if you go down to verse 3 verse 3 is where we start to get to the hierarchy and the hierarchy is um man having the head of Christ and woman having the head of man and so it is this three-tiered hierarchy that is shown and he goes on Paul goes on and to say um where was that that I read in verse 7 where he talks about why a man ought not to cover his head he says the man is the image and glory of God but the woman is the image and glory of man because and here's why if you take it back to take it all the way back to Genesis when human beings hit the scene when Adam and Eve hit the scene it's originally just man so man came directly from God woman came from man not directly from God in uh, verse let's see trying to see Eve okay verse Genesis chapter 2 verses 20 through 21 it's where we have Eve shows up I'm sorry 20 through 22 but for uh, so so the man gave names to all the livestock and the birds and the sky and all of the wild animals but for Adam no suitable suitable helper was found so the Lord caused so the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep and while he was sleeping he took one of the man's ribs and then closed up the place with the flesh with flesh then the Lord God made a woman from the rib he had taken out of the man and he brought her to the man and that is how Eve is formed so Eve came from man so that is why we have that hierarchy it literally is explaining the hierarchy Genesis 2 
21 through 22 explains why we have this hierarchy where you see the woman is um, kind of at the bottom. And, and I know that sounds bad, but obviously it's not meant in that type of way. So that's verse 3. And then we go to verse 4. And uh, where it says, every man who prays or prophesies with his head covered dishonors his head. And now I have in my diagram kind of an image of what it would look like to have the head covered for both options, man and a woman. And so then you can kind of see what it means to have your head covered as a man. And so a lot of men in the uh, messianic movement, um, which I shouldn't call it a movement, but in the messianic Christian community, some of them cover their head still. And so... I often wonder, and I'm not just saying in my specific community, but in, you know, communities across America that I've seen that I've haven't, you know, my specific congregation isn't the only congregation that I've been to. I've visited others and obviously have seen, you know, um, interviews and such on YouTube and other types of websites um, that have... Um, messianic rabbis and preachers and stuff like that doing um, demonstrations I've seen some of them with yarmulkes on and it's slightly disturbing because of this you know 1 Corinthians 11.4 and it reminds me of um, Judaism before Jesus if such a thing well I guess technically such a thing I was going to say if such a thing does exist because Jesus always was but you know what I mean by that by Judaism before Jesus it's uh, it reminds me of the Jews who do not believe in Jesus and therefore cover their head because the first Corinthians is in the New Testament and uh, I don't think and correct me if I'm wrong but I don't think head covering is mentioned at all in the um, Old Testament um, so it was kind of a biblical like biblical times cultural type of thing um and you know there's a lot of in some of the research and I have one of uh, my books with me it's called uh Eerdman's book uh Eerdman's handbook to the history of Christianity and in that book it gives kind of um, it gives some cultural facts and from what I can tell you know and not just from this book from other books as well but from what I can tell 
the wardrobe that men had was very similar to the women and there were men that had things on their head but this we're talking praying prophesying that sort of thing and as far as that is concerned you don't see that as a major issue until you get to the New Testament and so seeing the men with their head covered it just takes me back to the Old Testament defiance you know when we're when we're doing things that we shouldn't be doing um, and it, it you know the New Testament to me at least in my opinion it's like the New Testament is kind of after Jesus comes to correct all of those things that we kind of messed up and so um, second I mean first, well for second Corinthians too but first Corinthians is a part of that correction and so to see people still doing it uncorrected <laughs> to me is kind of backwards for you to be a messianic christian so you have that the new way of a messianic jew so you have the christian way of thinking you know you believe in jesus christ as the messiah but then you still follow in the teachings of your ancestors who got in trouble i don't understand so that's kind of my take on it. Um, but yeah, so then I drew a diagram of what, well, in my diagram, I have a picture also of what it looks like for a woman to have her head covered and what that would mean. And, um, you know, I did kind of a, what does it mean to have your head covered versus what does it mean to not have your head covered? And what it means to have your head covered is, you know, submission, belonging, respect, and to have it uncovered, you're exposed, you know, you're defiant, you're in rebellion, your head is unprotected, and that is what it shows when women don't have their head covered while praying and prophesying specifically i'm not gonna get into whether they should have it covered in other areas quite yet um just specifically while praying and prophesying that is what it is showing and so kind of as textual support to that that um you guys could read um in preparation for the next episodes which we'll cover um, head covering in other areas as I, you know, continue to do more research on that study. Um, 1 Corinthians, obviously 1 through 5, 1 through 5, just really get a grasp of that because it says quite a bit in just those first five verses. Um, but also, in addition to those, um, I put kind of like an explanation together of why it is this way and not my opinion why it is this way. I hate it when people do that. Oh, that's your interpretation. That's your opinion. No, it is God's interpretation, God's opinion. And that is why I provide scriptural evidence and support for 
everything so that people cannot say that it is my opinion it's not my opinion so um why is it this way why is it you know important to have your head covered or why does it mean when your head is covered that you're in submission and you're in you're belonging to something and you're respecting something and why is it when your head is uncovered you're exposed and in defiant and in rebellion and unprotected and so that um these explanations are what i have for those so why is it that way and it is that way because women came from man and not men that is why the head of woman is man because women came from man and that is why the head of man is christ because man came from Christ and that evidence I'm sorry I keep hitting the mic <laughs> that evidence is 1 Corinthians 11 uh, 8 through 9 and um, another reason why it is that way to be sanctified and set apart which a lot of people are missing and that's a, another episode that I can I can do an entire episode on that about being sanctified and set apart Yes, we are supposed to be, you know, we're not Jesus. We are examples of Jesus. But, you know, um, how Jesus completely ignored that Canaanite woman. Um, we don't, and I believe that's in Matthew. We don't have to be, we're not called to be cold shoulders to people, you know, unless they're doing something vile. Um, and there are cases, biblical cases, where it says to, you know, dissociate with people who are doing vile things. But um, because we are mixed, because, you know, we live in a mixed nation of Jew and Gentile. We have to, and I'm not saying um, Jews as in, when I say Jews, I should like make a note or have everyone make a mental note that when I say uh, Jews, I don't always mean like Orthodox, Reform, Hasidic, that type of Jew. Sometimes I'm talking about Messianic Jews, so maybe I should specifically say Messianic Jews. Um, but anyway, we need to, and, and by Messianic Jews, I do mean Christians. That is one and the same. If you are a Messianic Jew, you are also a Christian. That means you believe in Christ. Yes, absolutely. You believe in Yeshua Mashiach as the Messiah. Uh, which just means Jesus the Messiah. Yeshua Mashiach means Jesus the Messiah. So, um, but we're called to be set apart so that people know that we are children of God and not just a Gentile who is an idolater, you know. We are called to be set apart and live lives like we are set apart that doesn't mean we can't fellowship with people who are not a part of our group because we should we should um fellowship with them we should reach out to the gentiles and spread the gospel and try to get them to be a part of you know what i mean like uh, evangelize there we go that's the word for it evangelize to them um but first Peter two nine shows us that we are holy and set apart and we should, you know, 
act as such and so that's one another reason why um head covering is necessary and why it is the way that it is set up in the bible because it is a way to be sanctified um and it's also a way to show belonging just like in first corinthians 11 uh two i'm sorry not two twelve um let me read that for as woman came from man also man is born of woman but everything comes from god so you're showing your belonging as a woman that you came from man that who came from christ and we all belong to god and so it shows a sense of belonging which then um, is amplified through you showing how you're sanctified or set apart. Um, it also shows submission, um, and we can see that in First Peter three, First uh, Peter chapter three, verse one, where it talks about wives being submissive to your husbands. Let's not forget that that's still something that we have to do. Um, you know, a lot of, especially nowadays when, now that women are a lot more independent than they once were, uh, this aspect of marriage, I think, has gotten away from some people. But we are still supposed to be submissive, and um, it is a way to show submission to your head, who is the man. And it's a way to show respect out of what God has created and put in place. And we can see that in 1 Corinthians 11:14, which reads, Does not every nature of the of things teach you that if a man has long hair, it is a, it is a disgrace to him, but that if a woman has long hair, it is her glory? For anyone... I'm sorry, for long hair is given to her as a covering. If anyone wants to be contentious about this, we have no other practice, nor do the churches of God. And now um, it's put in place. Now, a lot of people are going to say, oh, well, you're, the head on your hair is your covering. Every woman has head, I mean, has hair on her head. So, no, that's not, that's not being sanctified or set apart. And that's an aspect that people are missing. What Paul is saying is that do not, um, don't the natural things of life in and of themselves show you that this is true, that women should cover their heads because look at how God has already set it up in nature and that is what he is trying to say not that your hair is your covering he's saying nature has given given you a covering and now god through god and now god wants you to have a covering externally of that that shows that you belong and that you are sanctified and that you are under submission and that you are uh, and that you have come from man who has come from Christ. And all of that is, you know, go, ties into why head covering is so important. And that it's something that people should really revisit. Um, 
So yeah, that is, I mean, I could go on and on about this topic, but that's, <laughs> this is going to be just episode one. Uh, and I do have some other things to discuss and I'd like to bring in some, um, some interesting things I gathered from YouTube on this topic because it is quite controversial for some reason. Um, but yeah, that will do it for this episode and I will see you guys next time on Coffees and Combos.